What's up and welcome to the Active Amputee Podcast. Everything people with a limb difference need to live an active and exciting lifestyle. I'm Bjorn Eser, the founder of and shaker and maker behind the Active Amputee. And you're listening to episode number 12. And today I'm talking with Emily Strömstedt, one of the co-founders and the creative director at Anatomic Studios, a small company from Sweden that produces stunning covers for prosthetic devices. Great. So welcome, Emily. Today on the show is Emily Strömstedt. She's, I think, the co-founder and creative director at Anatomic Studios. And welcome, Emily. It's great having you on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me. I'm glad to speak with you. Yeah, thanks for taking mm -hmm. the time. Where do I reach you today? Anatomic Studios is from Sweden. Where are you today? Yes, uh, I am currently at home in Malmö. And it's also in Malmö where Anatomic Studios, where we have our our office and design studio. But today I'm working from home. Cool. I guess it's also Corona related as so many yes. of us. Yes. Yeah. It is. <laughs> well, I guess it's a luck for me. I reach you at home. I guess we're going to have a nice session. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Emily, tell us mm -hmm. a bit more about you before we dive more into what mm -hmm. you do. Just give us a bit about your background. And yes. So, yeah, like you mentioned, um, uh, I'm the creative director at Anatomic Studios and uh, that is kind of like creative is kind of how I would describe myself and how what has all, always been a large part of who I am and what I've done uh, already from uh, being a kid. I always loved sewing, creating things, painting, anything. Uh, my my background, I could, I could say, is a, as an engineer, and it's like a hybrid engineering and design. So, because I, besides from loving to create and design things, I also am very fascinated about different types of technology, and but technology in the way that how can we use it to do good things, not just make another gadget. So combining those things, yeah, I think is very interesting. So um, yeah, and uh, I've been, uh, uh, I'm the co-founder of Anatomic Studios. I've been working full-time with uh, that for the past four and a half years. And uh, it's, uh, I wouldn't call it work. It's, uh, for <laughs> me, it's, it's a, a lifestyle and uh, it's more or less my, my baby, I would say, that I have <laughs> together with my co-founder. Um, so we're, we're currently two people working at uh, and with Anatomy Studios. Yeah, short about me. I think that sounds very cool. You yeah. already mentioned it a few times, I guess <laughs> in the... In the wider amputee uh, community scene, it's probably mm -hmm. Anatomic Studios by now is probably a household name, I would say. But <laughs> if you had to describe it to someone just with one or two sentences, yes. what is Anatomic Studio Studios? What makes it special? Yes. So, well, if you kind of talk about the essence and what we want to do um, with Anatomic Studios, we really want to use things that we that we uh, love and uh, are good at like design and fashion and technology and put all of these things together to work as an inspiration and empowerment for uh, amputees um, and use those tools to give the possibility to 
self-express yourself through the way your prosthesis looks, for example, and to really in assistive devices in general, and if we look at a bigger picture, prosthetic covers it is what we currently uh, offer uh, uh, and what we do right now. But we see so many things in the same type of uh, field and area where this type of approach, where uh, design and fashion can add so much value to an assistive device and turn it into something completely different. That was a lot more than a, a sentence, but I, <laughs> I can that, say that's so much fine. about this. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfectly fine. Hey. Yeah. Emily, you're, you're very modest. Anatomic <laughs> Studios and you as the creative director there, mm -hmm. you produce stunning covers. Um, Thank you. Yeah, it really makes such a difference. As you said, if you look back five, six, seven, eight years ago, when basically a cover meant you get something which probably was a skin colored foam off the shelf thingy, which kind of did the job if it had to, but wasn't something where people would say, oh, cool, I want one of those. Yeah. But in the last couple of years, yeah, prosthetic covers are really, as you said, it's something to be proud of, to be to be shown off, actually. Yeah, uh, yeah. And to, yeah, personalize your prosthetic device, to show mm -hmm. style, to match it with your mood, with your clothes yeah. for the events. Uh, it's great. Yeah. How did you get into that? If I'm not mistaken, you're not, not an amputee yourself. I'm no, I, I'm not. Um, I, uh, well, it was, I could uh, I'd say it's the last years of my education in engineering and design that I started to really like get a real interest for, for prosthetics and how, uh, how it is supposed to replace a limb and how important there's so many factors in that that are so important and I ended up doing my master thesis uh, about prosthetic arms and how okay. you can use different types of 3D technology to make both better fitting prosthetic arms and a better looking ones. In that process I, I crossed paths with uh, my co-founder Christian who is has a background as a prosthetist and been working okay. as a prosthetist for uh, almost 15 years now and he's been working with both uh, upper and lower limb uh, amputees and so he was involved in in my project and in parallel with that he also had a uh, one of his the amputees that he's helping at the clinic that he has been following as a user from when she was a child uh, she was really unhappy about the way her prosthesis uh, looked and it really got to, to the point where she didn't want to use the prosthesis at all. So with the help of one of his friends, they had developed a first concept for her uh, that was uh, a cover that was uh, with a whole different type of feel and look than these foam uh, ones that you mentioned. Mm. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I was doing my uh, project in parallel with, with that happening and we just felt that I wanted to continue working uh, taking my work with the thesis and make it into something and he wanted this uh, project with his patient to not just stay as a project so we decided just to join forces and and we also became really really good friends along the way so yeah so four and a half years later we are uh, we are working as anatomy studios that is really cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you said four and a half years from from yeah. a project and one one not very happy 
well, I, I never liked the word patient, but kind no. of a prosthetic user um, exactly. saying, no, actually, it's th this isn't me. I don't feel comfortable with this one. Mm -hmm. If you look back at these four and a half, five years, what do you, looking back, what do you think were kind of milestones for you as a company, but also yeah. for you as a, as a team working on these challenges? Yeah, well, I'd say like in the beginning when everything is just, uh, you know, the excitement, you, you see you have something here and you just want to do something of it but like where to start <laughs> and how, how do we go about this? But uh, a first really important milestone um, was that we got accepted to something called Mink here in Malmö. Uh, and it's a, you could say it's a startup house or an incubator where they gather different types of startups um, that do so vastly different things, but there's still so many synergies that can be made by putting all these people in the same house. Um, so that really got us off to a, like a start building the, the foundation of the company and we had a place to have our, our studio, yeah, and start working from there. And just also uh, bit by bit having the word spread about this uh, first covers that were delivered to users. And uh, the word spread and other people requested uh, uh, or asked, can, oh, I, I want one too. And uh, clinics around the country uh, contacted us. And so we, we've done, we put very little focus on, on marketing, actually. It's yeah. been just, uh, yeah, word of mouth uh, in many, many ways. So that has been... Yeah, and it's still an ongoing process. Which, that, that which I think is cool. I mean, if Sorry. What, what better than... Yeah satisfied customers users and their testimonials saying well, actually if you want something cool you should chat with them i mean it doesn't get much better sure yeah. yeah i mean exactly that's the best kind of review you can get we're really humble and happy about about all of uh, that that type of spread that we've had and also we've along the way we've uh, won a few design awards which has also exposed us to the other worlds outside of the prosthetics industry. Yeah, we, we've got to meet His Majesty, the King of Sweden, <laughs> along the way and present the covers to him. And uh, he was very curious and, and thought it was, he, he thought it was strange that people wearing prosthetics couldn't have more to yeah. choose from, like yeah. for so yeah. long. I mean, four and a half years, like I mentioned, but it feels like it could, in terms of events, might as well have been <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> um, but, but it has passed in like one or two in the, in, in the feeling of how time has passed during, during the time we've been working with it. But also like here in Sweden, there are some um, like innovation agencies, for example, that support uh, different types of initiatives and projects. And uh, we were selected as one of those, like from the whole country. And that was really, yeah, gave us really some more resources to explore more of the type of platform that we want to build and just continue to develop uh, more of the services. And we're still not there, but it really kind of it gave us the chance to really start doing it. Wow, there's so many things. <laughs> yeah, no, I think those are uh, from the beginning, the, the, the first ones that really were crucial for us to start really establishing ourselves as a, as a 
studio and a company and really have a place to call this yeah. is our place and yeah cool mm. Emily, since we linked up the first time two, two and a half years ago, I mean, whenever I talk uh -huh. to you, I can I can feel the the passion you have for this work, and I can see the the joy in your eyes, and it's just sparkling, and your yeah, <laughs> yeah the, I mean, there's pleasure oozing out of what you talk about. At the same time, I'm pretty sure it was mm -hmm. not all plain sailing. It was probably lots of challenges and obstacles no. and uh, foreseen and unforeseen uh, hurdles in the way. What were some of the things where you really where you were struggling or where you thought, wow, we mm -hmm. picture that differently. Yeah, we need a different approach. What were some of the things you really also grew on when you kind of thought, mm -hmm. okay, that's that's our process? Yeah, well, I think um, in terms of like product-wise and and uh, like in developing the product, it's always and it's so valuable in the in the beginning to uh, and also throughout the whole journey to have that you know user feedback to okay how can we make the product better but some okay okay now we in the from the very first covers we we delivered there were some that that broke in a way that we weren't like it shouldn't do this or how can we change this and we we thought we had really Uh, now we have set the product it's uh, it's co complete or it's done but it never is <laughs> so but to kind of take new uh, a new um, grasp on like okay how can we think about this different uh, and that's an ongoing thing i think it always fine-tuning and tweaking and based on the the feedback from our users and from clinics that we work with on on a personal level i think Uh, like I mentioned, and this is this is uh, a lifestyle for me, and it's it's uh, my baby, and um, that can both have its pros and cons. Of course, it's sometimes difficult maybe to put it aside a little bit and yeah, think yeah. about other things. So uh, in uh, in some stages, there has been a little bit too much work. Uh, and not a lot of other things. So, but it's it's uh, important to have that balance, and I think. As a company, we have learned so much both as people and like in relationships and colleagues and and working with our our users. Yeah, I mean, it's an ongoing learning all the time, but it's been really good for also the company to really find a good balance in the private life as well, you know, and to also get that kind of mental break and think about something else. And then you can yeah. go back into it with new energy and new ideas and without just being in the bubble yeah. all the time. Yeah. When we yeah. talked earlier, we said, okay, up until a couple of years ago, we're, we're talking about foam and skin color and more kind of the, the mm -hmm. chic of uh, uh, compression sockets or something like that. But today mm -hmm. we have all the chances of uh, 3D printing and computer edit design and things. So for you in that mm -hmm. process, what were some of the, let's say, the, the aha moments where you thought, oh, that opens up a new door or wow, here's potential in there in terms of material and, and uh, technology? Yeah, so like at this stage and so far, we worked with 3D printing as the the primary manufacturing method because of the, all the benefits it has. And also chose, and we want to stay like very agile and flexible as a company and not 
tie ourselves up too much to to a certain method or a certain material and really be able to like okay what uh, are users requesting what what is important is it that type of material that type of designs uh, so we we want to be able to like pick uh, from here and there and use the tools that are are most uh, suitable for the purpose but I mean, we always follow developments in 3D printing when when it comes uh, when new uh, materials become available. We always try to uh, do some testing uh, with new materials, and we always have uh, users that are willing to be to to try it uh, and give us the feedback. Um, so yeah. Now we just try to keep our eyes and ears open for everything new that comes in, and then we 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 just we want to try and evaluate it. And uh, I think material-wise, especially when it comes to 3D printing, that is what will really open up yeah. new doors with the technology, and not only in this field, in so many other fields, and they will have a huge yeah. impact. If there would be a little magician saying, Emily. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you one new material. You can decide what, what should be properties. Uh, <laughs> what would what would you wish for? Okay. Uh, well, uh, I would wish for something that could be... I, I'm putting very high standards on this one here in my head. Because uh, I, I would love it for to have a very good surface finish. Um, to have more soft and flexible properties, not like the foam, still like more water resistant, but still a softer feel than what the, the, the general plastic uh, materials have. Um, and of course, uh, durability uh, in all uh, directions, X, Y, and Z. Yeah, that's not no, too no, much no, to no. ask I think for. I'm going to chat with the little magician. I'm, I'm sure they're already working on it. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. We sometimes hear because uh, for the last couple of years, I've been struggling with socket fit and what's the best material and, you know, have Mm -hmm. a window in it or not and these things and combining softer and harder outer and inner sockets. And I have my kids very often play around with, well, couldn't it be something that, you know, is molded and whenever it's warm, it kind of remolds and when you actually cool it down a bit, it stays in that way. And uh, couldn't we have little air Mm -hmm. pockets in there and they just... So it's really, I mean, yeah. now they're a bit older, but when they were 12, 13, so we had all these engineering talks about new devices, new materials, mm-hmm. and how to work with them around the kitchen table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like memory materials and, and yeah, smart yeah. materials that can really change properties depending yeah. on what you are, what the area that yeah, you're using yeah. it for. I think there's still yeah. a lot of room for improvement. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. But I think give it a few years and uh, we won't have an idea today what will actually be that, possible that is tomorrow. True. Yeah. You were mentioning uh, mentioning it earlier. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. with whenever we mm-hmm. work with covers or anything else around the prosthetic, we are looking on the one hand at style, identity, personality, but obviously we're also looking at usability and ease of use. Especially if people are probably also motorically limited with with fingers and putting things on mm-hmm. and taking them off again. But that's at the same time also, yes. you know, you, you want to make sure if you invest some of your money in in a cover, it doesn't break mm-hmm. right away. 
Um, how do you find the right balance between, mm. you know, being able to work with delicate, intricate designs and kind of really more airy mm -hmm. designs and at the same time, make sure, you know, you deliver something where people can enjoy it for a longer time? Absolutely. Yeah, there's really uh, also with the balance, it's uh, you really have different um, aspects of everything. And of course, for example, um, a design, the, the, the type of design or the pattern has a huge factor in terms of uh, um, durability and strength. So uh, it's always good or we often have that if we have a user that have certain a certain lifestyle that is very active or it's a certain um, activity that they want to be able to do with the cover and we often have a, a conversation and discussion about it so we can see like okay in this case maybe we shouldn't go for one of the more delicate patterns because in this case even higher level of, of uh, durability is prioritized uh, so it's always like all these um, different uh, priorities and how, how yeah, high yeah. should we put each of yeah. them. Like I mentioned when we spoke about material that, that uh, last year or so we have uh, access to other types of materials as well that we sometimes use for users that need uh, other types of properties or where uh, the durability is extra uh, important. Yeah. To condense it, it's it's good to have a conversation with either the prosthetist uh, or the user or combined, so we know exactly uh, what does this uh, cover need to fulfill for this specific yeah. user, and then we can look at a solution yeah. for that. Um, talking about kind of, of tailor-made solutions, making sure what you, what you offer mm -hmm. really meets the needs and the interest of of the amputee. If I look at all your mm -hmm. products, are they kind of off the shelf? Are they semi-customized? Are they fully customized? What's the range of uh, products you're, you're actually offering? Yes. Yeah, so uh, at the moment, we have two different categories. Uh, and they're called the semi-custom design and fully custom design. But uh, really, both of these two categories are highly customized and unique for each of the user that we make them for. So in terms of the fit and shape of the cover, uh, we always customize it to suit the specific components and to harmonize well with the, with the corresponding leg uh, and other types of, of requirements or that the user has. So everything is customized in fit and shape. Then what differs these two categories that we have right now is in terms of the, the design itself or the pattern. Uh, so semi-customized is a collection of existing patterns that the user can mix and match in between. Uh, at the moment, we have six different types of patterns and you can choose one type of pattern for the front and another for the back and then there's like this, that you can practically choose any type of color and color combination for that. Uh, so it's called semi-customized because it's um, a collection with existing patterns, but we still apply it to a, a fully customized shape and fit for the cover. And then for the, the fully customized design and pattern, that's when we see it like you, you're uh, getting a custom tattoo made for you, or you're going to the tailor to get like this, 
specific dress or suit. Uh, and uh, in those cases, we work very closely with uh, the user. Typically, um, he or she has a, a general idea or theme of what they would like for the design. It can be anything. Uh, it can be the names of their children. It can be the favorite soccer team. Right now, I'm working on a, a custom uh, design where uh, the user uh, loves boxing and he loves Muhammad Ali, not only because he's a boxer, but also for who he was as a person. Uh, so with like we're working with uh, really strong quotes uh, that really resonates with the user and the silhouette of Muhammad Ali and like incorporating all of that into the sign to make it something that is so specific for him and has I mean every of these fully custom ones has such a like yeah, a background yeah, story yeah. to it why the user uh, chooses to to have that yeah. specific design and uh, yeah, so that process, like as a designer, that uh, doing that type of process and working at closely with the person who will then wear this uh, uh, product, it's such, uh, it's so yeah, rewarding yeah. and it's so much fun. So, but those are the two uh, categories yeah. at the moment. But we we have uh, some things in the making as well um, to also broaden the categories to have uh, also. Uh, other levels of customization and uh, to yeah to offer yeah. a broader range. Is there already time to talk mm -hmm. about these new ideas? Or are they still still <laughs> secret for next year? Well, only if you want to, Emily. Uh, I'm not <laughs> pushing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but <laughs> no, I'm happy to share a little bit because we yeah we're we're working uh, on a few things that we are hoping will be really something that can add a new dimension to the the way that our user experience both the products physically but also a, a new digital okay. experience because for us it's so important to really put the user in the position of power to choose themselves what should my processes yeah. look like and we want to also continue building on that and take that to a new level yeah, so we are uh, spring of uh, 2021 okay. uh, is what we're aiming for to have some new things coming out. Also new, completely new uh, collection with a whole different type of um, uh, setup for the collection than what we That's have today. Exciting. So yeah. I think I'm going <laughs> to knock at your door again in four months, five months. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> maybe I can give you a oh, sneak yes. peek. <laughs> <Yep>. Yeah, <laughs> Emily, you were just saying um, it's really important, especially yeah. for you as a designer, but I guess also for um, mm. the, the other people in the company who work on then or what does it really mean in terms of, of translating it into technical craftsmanship. Uh, this this connection and and the discussions with the prosthetist and especially with the amputee. How do you do? Do people have yeah. to come to you to Malmö to the studio um, from all over the country, or can that be done mm -hmm. online? How does the process actually work? If someone says, "Oh, that sounds cool. I'm interested. Um, I mm -hmm. want to follow that up." Yeah. So uh, you're thinking about the fully custom yeah, yeah, work. Yeah. 
Yeah, so well, the, in most of, of the cases we have a fully custom uh, cover to be made, it's, uh, we do it uh, digitally, that collaboration. In some a few cases, we've had the opportunity to have the user here in Skåne, actually. And then uh, uh, we'd love to meet in those cases where it's, yeah. it's possible. It gives even more value, I think, to, to the process. But otherwise, people contact us through our email. We can have either communication over email we can have a phone call we can have a skype or zoom or hangout session and it can be everything from putting together a mood board of of the inspiration for the design or some of our users have a super clear uh, idea of what they want to have and then we just go for that and in some cases it's more like the it's uh, more iteration and I ask some questions to get some more information out and like okay hmm, how can we put something together here that really captures who this person what this person likes and is it's a perfectly fine to have uh, to live on the other side of the globe and we have uh, this creative yeah. process together anyway. that is great yeah, yeah. From your stories earlier, I mean, I guess I sense mm -hmm. that the reactions from the customers from, from amputees obviously is very positive. And I've seen that with many others, also with people that themselves custom made covers or so, where mm -hmm. they really said, you know, this opens up a new world for us. It's actually, yeah, we, we can be individuals and not just, okay, Otto Bock or my health insurance or whoever says well, that's what you get and then mm -hmm. that is. Um, but what's the reaction actually from, let, let's say, the industry? How do they react that there's, they're new players in the market, small, exciting, creative, small companies, which, mm -hmm. you know, have, have a say in what being an amputee, being someone who uses a prosthetic device today means. Yeah, well, I think, uh, I think everyone can agree or have, have gained that insight of how important it is. Uh, to uh, involve the user in the creation of the prosthesis that he or she is going to use. But I mean, in these cases, it's not an advantage being a huge corporation, a huge company, because decisions making are made in so many different levels. And it's difficult to, like I mentioned before, being agile and flexible and being able to take action on something right, right away, because you don't have these like rigid structures on how you work and how you've always worked. Uh, I think uh, along the years, as covers have become more uh, available and has been seen more in like social media and, and that, that uh, more of the industry has starting to get that uh, uh, insight also that, okay, maybe this is not just a, a trend passing by. This is something that really adds so much value to the users that we also serve. I think they are they are so they are really good at the functionality. They're so good at making the knees and the feet and and I think that they will probably mainly focus on continuing to do yeah. those things at all. But I think in in general like with like with us we we use new types of technology uh, with the 3D printing and the 3D scanning and it's slowly and bit by bit kind of coming into some of the clinics. Uh, more clinics are using the 3D scanning, but 3D printing is still not 
at all widely used in the industry. Um, but so at the beginning, when we've also spoken to to prosthetists, it's been uh, divided between like the curiosity of something new and like, ooh, what can this uh, mean? This this sounds like fun, and oh, can we really give the users that we otherwise serve something more and something cool? And can we also save time in the process by not doing like this manual shaping of the foam covers? that is the traditional one yeah and and then there's always like when new technology is coming into an, an industry there's always a resistance to yeah, it as yeah. well i think like what 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 is this good for or will the what will this mean for for the work i do and uh, but i think in the, the most cases it's only been positive or a very curious like okay yeah, yeah, tell, yeah, tell us more yeah yeah yeah. Um, just out of curiosity, if I look at your um, mm -hmm. kind of more off the shelf models, the ones where you say, okay, we have different um, combos, so to say, and you can combine them. Do they fit on mm -hmm. all, let's say, the, the standard legs out there? So, I don't know, so Autobock and Endolite and you name it. The, the shape and fit of the cover, we always customize. We only create uh, on demand. So we don't have any any products on the shelf that standardized that we send out. Everything is really made to that specific person that orders it. It's a lot of work getting that shape and fit as perfect as possible and then adding a collection a pattern to it. The pattern, the choice of the pattern can be more off the shelf because it currently it's six different um, ones. But like I mentioned, there's the combinations you can achieve just by Putting, choosing one for the front and another for the back and then all different colors that you can imagine. So uh, also with the semi-custom, each of those almost become a fully custom, but it's not with the, with your signature or, or, or the soccer team uh, logo on it. Do insurance companies cover your covers or is it something where people actually really say no this is so important for me or this is something i find so cool that i actually dig into my own pockets and say yeah this is this is my treat for myself how's the situation in sweden at the moment yes so well uh, we are mainly active here in scandinavia and uh, here um, our covers uh, have been uh, reimbursed by the healthcare system in the different oh, that's countries great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. actually all of them have so uh, that's a really <laughs> really good thing not only uh, if you think about the next step from the user and then the prosthetist and then the the, uh, if it's a health insurance uh, company or whoever the, the final bill is sent to, that the whole chain that everyone can see where that it adds some some value. Uh, our, our, the great majority of our users are in Scandinavia, but the ones we have uh, in the rest of Europe, um, it's only one, if I remember correctly, that had to pay from their own pocket. In the other cases, health insurance um, have have covered it it's going more towards that also covers can be reimbursed yeah. that is part of the system um, yeah. and that's i think yeah. it's a, a very good development yeah i i agree i yeah. think it makes such a difference if if people have the feeling okay yeah i lost a leg i lost whatever mm -hmm. limp um and 
I gonna have off the shelf prosthetic uh, devices, but mm -hmm. I still want to show my identity. I want to personalize whatever I can personalize, and why not do that through covers and other things? Yeah, yeah. I think it's great. Yeah, yeah. I think it makes such a difference on how how proud you are about and how how I think also in this acceptance process. Yes, if I accept this as okay this is the new me this is uh, Bjorn with the prosthetic uh, and then with mm -hmm. the cover I think it's it makes a difference Emily looking looking back um what would you say since you set up the company mm -hmm. what was the most rewarding moment maybe one for you personally in that journey mm -hmm. and one for you as a company as uh, as a you know young entrepreneur setting mm -hmm. something up okay um wow <laughs> so personally for me and for for the company i mean the the whole purpose and and the core in in uh, and drives me and christian my, my co-founder is really that this work that and we do with the users and being able to really um like emphasize this individuality and using the the design and fashion and, and technology aspects of it um so every time we get an email or a feedback from a user that expresses how much this uh, it uh, has meant to them how how the the cover has changed the way he or she views their prosthesis like how the anxiety to go to the beach is gone and more looking forward to really showing off the silver leg on the beach and like those things are every time I like I, I would never it's something I would never get tired of yeah. in this whole journey that we're doing and uh, so that's like the, the best confirmation that we ever get and that we are continuing in the right direction if people still get back to us and tell us that this is how uh, the impact that it has had yeah. and i mean i mean it's so uh, how uh, me and the company and christian and the company we're so much like for us it's not the regular nine to five job it's so much uh, the company is so much us and the other way around yeah. um so i mean everything positive that happens in uh, with the company really it affects us in a good way uh, to do more. I, it's difficult to say one specific thing, but it's just the, the general thing that what always comes back to me is that interaction with our users and to yeah. hear, hear the impact or uh, the meaning it, it has had. Yes, on the one hand, you're just, just providing a, well, let me be a bit simple, a, yeah. <laughs> a, plas a plastic product. On the other yeah. hand, it's yeah, in what it means in terms of of changes and changes in confidence and changes of how people feel about themselves. I think it's it's so important to get that feedback, but also at the same time to, as you said, push it forward that more insurance cover these things, yeah. that it becomes normal to have one or two or three of them and just say, yeah, as other people change shoes and other things, let's yeah. let's encourage people to express themselves, to, as you said, be proud when they go to the beach or yeah. actually go to the beach for the first time without hiding exactly. their prothesis and say, no, that, that's me and that's cool. I can imagine how that actually is a is a booster each and every time again. Yeah, it is yeah. definitely. So maybe one day I should also think about a cover because I must admit, <laughs> so far I've never had one. You never had one. <laughs> it's, it, it's on my list one day. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hook you up. You know, <laughs> you know where to find me. <laughs> 
one day we're going to talk about that. <laughs> Emily, it's yeah. been a real pleasure talking with you. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you about being open and honest and having time. And really, whenever I talk with you, I can see the passion in your eyes about this work. Uh, that is great. Um, let me know when something new is happening in your end. Um, and maybe one day when these travel restrictions finally ease a bit. Who knows? I might come up there one day and we're going to chat a bit longer. You are so welcome. And we'll have that beer at one point. At one point, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm, I'm really happy to, to be your guest here in Paul. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much. If people want to know more about Anatomic Studios, want to find out more about the services you offer, the products you offer, um, where can they learn more about you? Where yes. should they look you up? Yeah, so uh, uh, check out our website, anatomic-studios.com. Um, we also update our uh, Instagram account. You can see the latest um, designs that have been sent out to our users to discuss specific things. Don't hesitate to just shoot us a, an email and uh, we, we respond as quickly as we can. And just whatever you have on your mind, just let us know. Cool. I'm going to make sure I put the contact details also in the, in the show notes so people can find it. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Emily. Um, thank you. you have a lovely day. You Talk soon. soon. Bye. I hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the new episodes. And I would really appreciate it if you leave me a rating on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you want to learn more about The Active Amputee, make sure to head over to www.theactiveamputee.org where you find hundreds of articles from amputees for amputees. Articles filled with inspiration, information and encouragement to be active and live a rewarding life. I see you all again for the next episode. Until then, all the best. This is Bjorn from The Active Amputee.